everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 136. Yeah, numbers and stuff. Sure are. I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And we're back. And this week, for weird reasons, uh, we watched 1996's The Great White Hype. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a, we had a sports-themed comedy thing selection. Yeah, uh, this started because uh, we owned two of the four movies in the poll, and okay. I was like, well... Let's figure out a theme to get one of those two movies watched. And, of course, they picked the one we didn't have. <laughs> sure. So, but I think we came out okay here. Yeah. Uh, the Great White Hype, 1996. Now, neither of us had really seen this ever? I had seen this. Oh, you had seen it. I saw this in the theater when it came out. Okay. So, I this is one of those I just had caught moments on, like, cable channel, like, like uh, uncut, like mm-hmm. HBO Cinemax something, whenever I had it. I've seen bits and pieces of this, but never had seen the whole movie. Yeah. I, um... The two things I remember, one, I remember not liking it, Mm -hmm. and I remember one very specific plot point that I think was in all the trailers, because when we get to it, I'll explain why I remembered it. But uh, yeah, so this is a comedy Mm -hmm. um, from the director of House Party. What about House Party 2? What about House Party 3? No. 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 and so, I mean, obviously, going joke by joke is not going to be a thing we're going to do. No, uh, there, it, there's a lot of story here. Almost too much, I think. By the end of the film, yeah. I mean, just just as a, a like a thousand foot overview thing, mm-hmm. you could say that this is pretty much like a Don King, Mike Tyson parody thing. Yeah, I mean, because Samuel Jackson's basically playing a Don King esque, you know, very much hype, so. hype promoter yes. guy. Um, Damon Wayans is playing the reigning champ, a la Mike, Mike Tyson, except that they're constantly referencing actual boxing things in Mike Tyson. But like when he first comes on the scene, he's very obviously like he's just, you know, it, it starts mid fight with him. Mm-hmm. And then the post fight interview, he's doing a Mike Tyson lispy thing very much. And then he kind of drops that over the course of the movie. Yeah. But, you know, so that's that's just the era that we're coming from, where it was like the faith in the the you know, legitness of boxing had gone out. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, ah, this is just a been taken over by Vegas and money and it's not a sport anymore. And it's just, yeah, I mean, know. it's it. This was just everyone knew this was the case in the 90s. It was sure. just like, yeah, this is what boxing is. And we all know it. And for some reason, we're going to continue to support it. It like it took people like 10 years to get it out of their system where it was just like, yeah, that's bullshit. I don't want to care about it anymore. Sure. Um and then I, mean, like, I feel I feel like boxing got some legitness back, you know. Somewhat. Oh, yeah, because they got all the personalities out of it and it just became like that guy's a, a bad motherfucker and he yeah. will wreck you. Well, I, I think I mean, I, I, I feel like the um, the the hype, the money train really sullied the heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I feel like the like the lesser weight classes oh, yeah. still had some legitness yes. throughout the this era. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, but, it, it's it's very much of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got jokes that really work, and it's got a lot of them. But yeah, so this is, first off, I think we just have to talk about the rest of the cast because yeah. this, this is an this is one of those movies where like, the cast starts and it's like, oh you, oh mm-hmm. you, oh you, oh you know, like just name after name after name, and it's like, holy shit! Yeah, there um, are people in this. But yeah, Samuel Jackson obviously is playing uh, uh Fred Sultan, who's like the Don <laughs> King esque the Reverend Fred Sultan. I should <laughs> yeah. mention yes. mention Damon Wayans, who's playing um the champ. What I don't remember what his name is. Uh-huh. Uh, just everyone calls Roper. him Ch- Roper. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper Roper. Grim Reaper. <laughs> but rounding that out, you have Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you which do. I didn't know he was in this. Yes. I didn't look. I didn't pre look at anything about this movie. So mm-hmm. the cast was just coming up. And I'm like, holy shit. Um, 
Yeah, you've got your Jurassic Park reteaming there of Jeff Goldblum and Samuel L. Jackson. True, true. <laughs> um, I, I could go in uh, cast order of IMDb, but I'll just, you know, I guess I'll go ahead and say Peter Berg is like the great, the titular great white hype. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy that they find to like basically basically start a, a race battle, you know, and, you know, to reinvigorate boxing. They're yeah. like, well, you know, nobody's, you know, sales are going down for just seeing, you know, black guys fight black guys and then varying. And it's like, why don't we turn it sort of racial and we'll. Yeah, because they, they pull out a stat saying like yeah. the, the biggest gate of all time mm-hmm. was this white guy versus black guy fight, sure. whichever fight it was. I mean, I, I feel like if they were to go like do the gone with the wind thing like you know like just oh, for yeah. inflation oh, i sure. mean like i mean I, I i think you'd have a hard time saying like ollie foreman wasn't one of the biggest fights of all time yeah you know but that was a whole spectacle you right. know? <laughs> like but anyway i mean but yeah you got peter berg you've got uh corbin bernson who's just kind of he's not a major character he's he's like he plays the owner of the mgm grand so yeah. he's just he's just a, a part around. of the entourage yeah. yeah um you've got john lovitz who is man like when you hire John Lovitz, <laughs> this is exactly what you want him to do. He's kind of amazing in this movie. Yeah, sometimes you don't get this. Yeah. Like, I think this this is the same year High School High came out, which is not good. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is, like, little short bursts of John Lovitz. And he's doing, like, what you want, mm-hmm. even though you're not quite sure what you want from him. It's like, when he does it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so other other Banff cast albums. We've got Cheech. Yeah, Cheech, Cheech Marin is in this. Mm-hmm. John Reese Davies. Of course, this. sure. <laughs> um, uh, Jamie Fox in one of his early sort of early roles, like Post in Living Color. You know, like, Jamie Fox very desperately trying to burst out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems like there were times where they were like, "No, keep the camera on Jamie Fox. Sure, let's see what he does." Yeah. Because uh, he's kind of doing some great stuff throughout it, yeah, this movie. Yeah, he um, is. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a there's a ton of other people that you will recognize in mm-hmm. this um, in the background. Um, I don't that that's just that's like the that's the end of like the holy shit. Yeah. this this cast. Kind there's of a lot of character actors yeah. where you're just like, oh, that guy. Okay, yeah. you. All right. Yeah. I mean, there's like I mean, like Shia McBride is like in the back. He's like just in the. He's just a guy, guy at the, at the yeah, fights. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know, there's just there's a ton of people in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so like that's yeah. so it's it starts it starts with the the champ yet again winning, you know, and everyone's just like, "Woo, yay." Yeah, and, and it and seems, you know, it was a popular fight and everyone was like, "Yeah, cool." But then they get the pay-per-view results and it's like, "Oh, that no one bought this. It was down 50% from last time." Which was down 75% yeah. from the last time. So they're like they basically are like, "We can't pay you what we said we were going to pay you cuz, right. you know." And it's it's that whole like, "Oh, you know, just I'll sell all my stuff just to pay you. And everyone's like, no, no, guy, don't. Like, yeah. He knows the Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Please, no. Give me the runaround. He's basically yeah. like, what if I, you know. Also, it should be mentioned, the reason Jamie Foxx is in this is he is the promoter of the guy who's like the number one contender guy. He's the Mr. T. Like, hey, yeah. why are you ducking me? Right, yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, he's like, look, I'm the guy that should, you should be fighting. You're fighting chumps. And he's just kind of, this guy's in the background, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and... Yeah, so they're constantly like showing up, like, "Hey, why are you ducking us? Hey, right. give us our fight." But yeah. this is when uh, Samuel L. Jackson is like, "You know, we need a we need to juice the gate. We need to figure out how to really just like what's going to be the thing." And they're like, "A white guy." Yeah, let's. And everyone's like, "Yeah." So they're you know they're going through tapes and everything, and like you know just finding a bunch of chumps that are getting knocked out in the first round. And they're like, "Man, I don't I don't know how we're going to find anyone." And basically, this lady kind of comes out from nowhere. She was like the. She was the lovely assistant to Cheech Marin, basically. Yeah. She was and, in charge of changing the VHS <laughs> Right, so that they could watch this. And she's just like, hey, I've got an idea. Like, you know, the, you know, Damon Wayans is undefeated professionally, but he has a loss when he was an amateur. 
why don't we go find that guy? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why she knows her this backstory, but I guess she did her homework. You know, like well, she's the tape librarian. Yeah. She? <laughs> so she's like, well, you know, he lost to a white guy in his amateur. Like, why don't we go find him? Yeah. And so and everyone's like, you're stupid. And Samuel Jackson is like, no, you're a genius. Yeah. You work for me now. Mm-hmm. And that's almost the end of her character. Like, kind of. Yeah. It's, that that's the unfortunate thing about this movie is that some characters just get shoved aside. Yeah, I mean um, she she has a couple more opportunities to like do the the barbed wire like don't call me babe you know thing like basically because yeah. everyone's like hey you're hot and she's like yeah except I'm also fucking smart so yeah. su- suck it yeah. yeah shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah um, um, so on the periphery of all this is uh, Jeff Goldblum who starts this movie as like an investigative reporter mm-hmm. of some kind who's like I'm gonna take down he's. Like, he's actually standing in the middle of the fight, like, blocking. That's where we get our first shot of Shy McBride, is, like, he's, like, standing in front of the ring, like, doing this, like, I, I hate to say it's, it, but it's, like, this Dennis Miller-esque, like... It's bullshit. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like, it's like I, I don't know. It, it's just, like, it's metaphor upon metaphor upon metaphor about boxing and, like, yeah, mixing of words. Shakespearean bullshit of yeah. just the, the arena. Like, yeah, and this, the, is, this is their King Lear. Yeah. This, this is the Globe Theater. And, you know, the, and Shy McBride's not having it. He's like, get out of the fucking way <laughs> yeah paid a lot of money to be at this fight um but yeah so but yeah and jeff goble was like it's okay brother <laughs> no it's it's kind of funny because like the the backstory in this movie is that i mean the director's done a bunch of different things you know a lot of tv and other other movies and stuff like that he's uh-huh. um reginald hudlin or, and whatever he's but the writing credits is where it's really gets really gets really weird yep so like ron shelton wrote this screenplay basically sports guy ron shelton yeah so like you know wrote white men can't jump other other sports things that are like well known and kind of you know comic comedic but also like take the sports part very seriously they brought in uh tony hindra yeah who was in he was in spinal tap he He was was in spinal tap as the manager manager. he's a national lampoon guy right Um, but yeah like apparently changed the script enough that like ron shelton was like fuck that guy fuck this movie whatever yes um but I only mention that because like Jeff Goldblum's character is basically doing the spinal tap thing. Like, mm. it's, and, it's, and it's like, it's, it's made more evident because like, you know, I'm sure it's just like the video playback, but it's like every time we see his footage, it's all in black and white yeah. and like grainy and, you know, like this like low rent documentarian thing right. that he's got going on. Yep. So whatever, that's just weird. And he's just kind of there at, at, at the beginning, just like, you know, he's really not important for the first third of the movie. He's there just as a he's, he's got, well, reason he's, to give people to do jokes. Sure. Also, like, you know, he's he's basically there. He's he's going to be the guy that's like going to take down the Don King, basically. You yeah. Know, like, you know, like, he, yo, no, you don't know. Like, this guy is super corrupt and all this and somehow has like some risque photos of him and basically gets an audience to go see him. I mean, well, that's, 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 you know, that's skipping ahead a little bit, but let's like, so they go basically to, I, I want to talk about first, like they go have to go find Peter Berg. Right. You know, cause like, you know, he hasn't been a boxer for a while, but he was like the actual legit golden gloves yeah. champion, all this stuff. He's, he's the one guy who yeah. beat uh, Damon Wayans when yeah, fair he was square. an amateur. Yeah. So they have to go to Cleveland where he lives. Of course. And he is now in a rock and roll band called massive head wound. And their gimmick is they're, they're basically like a low rent Nirvana, but they, they all have, headdressing on <laughs> with like bloody spots on it and yep. it's yeah it's part like punk it's like punk grunge basically yeah. and it's awful like i mean oh yeah it's fucking yeah. garbage <laughs> and, and i think they actually probably let peter berg sing this because it's 
completely off key and awful. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it, it's a it's a local band. They yeah. actually got to do the song. And okay, he's, he's just standing out there. Sure, fair <laughs> enough, but it's bad. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they told him we're like, hey, play bad, or this is just a bad band. I don't know, but yeah. it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but people seem to like it, and they're like, this is our guy, and. <laughs> They go, they go meet him backstage, which is funny because like he's got, I guess some guy in his band is like auditioning groupies for him. Yeah, he's just like, this is Tiffany. And yeah, he's like, nah. He, yeah, he's just shaking like, no. He's like, <laughs> he just jumps him out the, of the Hit the bricks. <laughs> Until eventually he's like, finds one. He's like, yeah. And now Samuel Jackson is trying to pitch him on going back to the ring. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not a fighter anymore. You know, like I, I play music and I don't yeah. believe in violence. And she's like. She's like, I worship you. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to go joke by joke, but right. it's just, he's like, that's a Judeo Christian concept. I'm a Buddhist. She's like, cool. Yeah. And they just start making out. Now, the thing that's funny about this is like, Samuel Jackson's got his entire entourage, including John Lovitz uh-huh. on the, on the couch. And they basically just like start making out on top of them. And, at first, it's like John Lovitz is kind of like sort of trying to push him away, and then he's just slapping on him on his ass, like <laughs> slapping his ass. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, yeah. But yeah. anyway, eventually he's just like, yeah, he's like, I'm not a fighter anymore. I, I'm a pacifist. I'm in, I'm a musician. He's like, and you know, he's like, yeah, well, you can get ten million dollars. He's like, I'm not into money. He's like, I gave all my money to the homeless. He's like, well, you could give all that to the homeless and pretty much cure homelessness. And he's like, you're right. Yeah, I'm in. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, that sets the wheels in motion. It's uh-huh. just, so what they've got to do is, so Cheech is actually in charge of the World Boxing Association mm-hmm. or whatever, and they need him to juice the rankings so that this guy shows up so that they can actually have a, a title fight because otherwise you can't do it. Dumb bullshit rules. And he's like, I can't do it. It's impossible. And then they're like, yeah, you can. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I can't. So mm-hmm. he shows up like number eight in the top 10 and all the boxing press is just like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And but they just march him out, and they're like, "Here we go, Irish." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They've made him Irish. Irish. Terry Conklin, He's not Irish, and he keeps telling everybody that. But <laughs> and as the movie progresses, they keep making him more Irish to where he's doing press conferences in a Celtics jacket mm-hmm. and just dumb bullshit. But yeah, yeah. And, and subtle like uh, uh, bagpipes playing in the background, like at every press press conference. Uh-huh. It's just it's it's real dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've hired John Reese Davies to like be his trainer. Yeah. Um, and he, which is just to make him look good enough to get into the ring. Right. And that's it. And for once, they actually let John Reese Davies have his actual accent, I believe. Um, Seems like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, he's British and he never is in movies, right. you know, except for like Lord of the Rings, you know, where yeah. it's like be a Scottish dwarf. Um, but he's like Cockney British in this. Yeah. It, it's more of a, an accent from him than usual because you're True. like, wait, whoa, what are you saying? Yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's yelling a lot and yeah, being racist. <laughs> yeah, he's super racist, which is that that constantly k- keeps being a really funny thing because like everyone is making this a, a racial fight, except like Peter Berg is just like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not racism, yeah. and <laughs> I'm not about, I'm not racist. And he, it should be noted like he's real stupid, like he's yeah, he's dumb, like he's, like in a like in a innocent way, like he's just he's just dumb, like I'm dumb. Yeah, but not like dumb as in a harmful way. Like people no. are dumb now. It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's of the era of where like you know, like we laughed at airheads. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's, yes. it's that kind of like, oh, you're real stupid, yeah. but you mean well. Because he's like, I'm gonna cure races or I'm gonna cure homelessness in the United States and also America. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, and I'm, I'm gonna cure you know homelessness in cities like Cleveland and also I've heard South Dakota has a homelessness thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's one part where John Reese Davis is being super racist to him, and he's just like, "Go kick that black man's ass," and he's like, "I will kick the ass of that human being." Thank yeah, for that is a human ass, and I will kick it. Yeah, yeah. So like, he never succumbs to the to the racism. He's just like, "Stop it!" 
I will do it because I'm a good fighter and to cure homelessness <laughs> in the America and the United States. Yep. So, yeah. So yeah, that's that's basically happened. And, and all the meanwhile, Damian Wayne's is like, I got this and not training at all. Nope. And that's where I think some of my favorite jokes come from <laughs> because... Again, we're we're kind of skipping all around. Basically, behind the scenes, all right. So like, John Lovitz is just like, I can't sell this. Like, I, you know, like I'm fucking done with all this, and I, you know, like the nobody's buying this yeah. this white guy. There's only so much I can do. Yeah. And so basically, he kind of gets fired, and 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 because Jeff Goldblum comes and presents his like racy photos photos to Samuel Jackson in this like these are the dumbest racy photos I've ever seen. They, which is just like he's hired hookers that are wearing girl scout costumes and just posing for the dumbest picture just like look at me i'm samuel jackson with hookers dressed as girl scouts and is the dumbest fun. And, well, but he's like oh these are gonna be bad but jeff goldblum is playing off like he's got actual yeah. girl scouts and it's like no yeah, they're, no, no they're, they're no. clearly not no um but yeah, so like the result of this blackmailing is like so he's outside of Samuel Jackson's palatial hot tub room mm-hmm. and he's there with his crew and he's like, this may be the last time you ever see me alive. I'm going into the lion's den. This is going to be oh on camera. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like giving this stand up and they're all like they're all hugging him goodbye and everything. And he goes in and just presents this evidence and you don't find out what really happened or well, Samuel he- Jackson says, I want to offer you a job. Yeah. And then he comes back out just drenched in sweat and his glasses are all fogged up and then just starts immediately promoting the fight. Mm-hmm. And his crew is like, what the shit? And he's like, yeah, well, that's what happens. Yeah. And they're carting John Lovitz off yeah. in the background. Yeah. Which so this is kind of a dumb, subtle gag that I like. They they throw John Lovitz into the elevator after stripping him of his two or three pieces of gold, whatever bullshit he's wearing. And the doors close. And then his crew's like, fuck this. We're out of here. And they go over to the elevator and the doors open. And he's still just standing there and they all just have to get into the elevator together. And then as the doors close, he's like, one, please. <laughs> that's that's just it. Like. What John? I, it can't be undersold. What John Lovitz is doing is this is so gold. Like yeah. he's got this like weird high uh, thumbs up thing he does that is just really good. Like well, he kisses his thumb and yeah. then gives you the thumbs up with it, and it's like that's yeah. pretty good. Like that's the thing is like this is a very hard movie to sell because it's in the little details that make it so good. Yeah. Um. Yes. Like the, the story is kind of a secondary thing and maybe that's what Ron Shelton's pissed off about mm-hmm. is because like the story of this let's create this racial war to sell a fight is kind of in the way of the jokes because like whenever it doubles down on that you're just like yep okay mm-hmm. yeah. but just like the gags getting there are the best parts because mm-hmm. like you were saying so Damon Wayans is out of shape yeah some of my favorite like <laughs> so they show him like trying to do like um, you know like ab crunches at one point and he's just like struggling and struggling and basically like you know like we're just seeing like the top of his head try to enter the frame and then it finally happens and he's just got a cigarette dang- dangling from his lips but then my, <laughs> my favorite visual gag is like you know they're showing they're kind of doing like the, the Rocky 4 thing like they're cutting between like Peter Berg actually getting better yeah you know like tr- in the ring and training and stuff yeah, like, like that sparring and, yeah. and beating up dudes and yeah. actually like making it look like he's going to be a threat Right. And then they, they show this like they, they just keep talking about how, you know, like it's it, it's interspersed with like all the sports commentators like you know, basically going like because like um, Damon Wayne's his trainer is there and they're like, you know, did you see him training there? Like, no, we couldn't. It's it's a locked door thing. And he's like, oh, well, you should have seen him. He's looking really good. Yeah. And then you basically see this shot where he's like he's all decked out in like Rocky running gear, you know, like the 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 hoodie on top of the hoodie you know mm-hmm. like the sweatsuit basically mm-hmm. and he's just he's running down the street like just 
obviously just sweating his ass off. And then the camera just keeps pulling back and pulling back and pulling back until you realize he's chasing an ice cream truck yep. and then just gives up eventually. It is a great gag, and I had forgotten it, but then when I saw it, I was like, that was in the trailer, and that ruined that oh, gag it, because you'd seen it 20 times. I hadn't, and yeah. I, I, I laughed my I, ass I off. I laughed hysterically at it when we saw it this time, too, and then remembered, like, oh, right, that was in the trailer, and oh, they, they kind of put all the best bits in it's the trailer. so good. But, like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's one point where he's just... He's just, this is even before, like, they show the out-of-shape training that, you know, air quotes training that he's doing, Mm -hmm. where he's just sitting there, like, he's, like, kind of being fed ice cream. Like, he's, like, gonna... No, he's he's laying on his side trying to eat ice cream, Mm -hmm. which, of course, is just sliding off his face and down his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, he's got someone, like, (laughs) dabbing it up for him and and watching soap operas. (laughs) It's just really funny, because it's, like, I don't know if it's a real, if they've filmed it for this, but it's somebody, it's, like, it looks like it's a, a fancy dinner for someone's birthday party and like someone pops out of the cake. It's like, hello, Mrs. Reynolds. Like, I want to tell you that I'm the other Mrs. Mrs. Reynolds. And he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, I, he's, I he's, think- he's, he's got this whole hype band entourage <laughs> yeah. thing that is just like, it's real funny because like um, Samuel Jackson, like trying to, you know, butter him up, like sends over some piece of jewelry mm-hmm. at some point. And he's like, that's great. Tosses it across the room. And like all his entourage goes diving after it, like trying to get the scraps. And he's like, yeah. oh, wait, let me see that. And, and then he takes it back and they're all like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's 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 so many little great touches in this. That are, well, there was like so he's got like this this dedicated crew of like three mm-hmm. dudes. And early on, like when right after the fight, when he was pissed about the Sultan not going to pay him, he just calls one of his dudes over and just murders his chest, just punches him dead in the chest. <laughs> and someone tries to pick him up and is just like slap him on the face like you're fine, whatever, just propping him up. The other two guys are just laughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think my other favorite bit is, is, is as we said, um, we haven't talked much about Jamie Foxx and his guy, but like, like I said, they keep popping up and like... J- Jeff Goldblum's interviewing at one point in time and like the guy's just trying to take the mic and everything and it's it's just real funny because like Jamie Foxx like there's actually a point where that's that's Jeff Goldblum is also kind of commentating on this movie as it's happening at certain points yeah because like Jamie Foxx is like kind of over in the side like barely ducking into frame and Mm -hmm. he's just like you're you're not real comfortable on camera are you he's like no but I'm working on it and then he just like he like being mugs for it (laughs) It's he just, does that dumb Jamie Foxx grin that he does. And yeah. Just the camera hangs on him for a second. Like I, you know, I'm like I like Jamie Foxx, and it's just it, it's weird because like in this period of his life, it seemed like he was a high schooler trying to grow a mustache. Yeah, like I mean, it's just it, it's like his, 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 his like his lip. mustache never really filled in, which I guess was kind of part of his look. But he always had that like, oh, it's it's thick around the the outside of my lips, but not really on the actual upper lip. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It just but he was dedicated. To he it. was dedicated. Yeah, like he had it for many years. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, but like I wanted to say, that one of my favorite things is there. There's a press conference where. Um, I, I, it's, I think it's the time where he's wearing the Celtics jacket um, mm-hmm. where Peter Berg's wearing the Celtics jacket yep. and like Damon Wayans hasn't even shown up to this one. No, so, like, no he's been kept off camera the entire time. Yeah. No one's allowed to see him. Right. Because um, they're building to a joke with him. Exactly. But like at, at some point, like, of course, they burst in. And it's like, who is this guy? Why? Why? How? You know, how dare you get a fight? You know, yeah. and everything. And John Reese Davies gets all super racist and is like coming across the table. And like the the. I can't remember his boxer dude's name, but like he's like uh, Marvin Shabazz. Yeah, he like he, he calls him. He's he's like get that Pavarotti motherfucker out of my face. And then like Jamie Foxx is just in the background. He's going fuck you, fuck. You. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it's just, like it's it's another really great dumb joke. And that's the thing is like 
so much is happening in every scene in this where people are just layering upon layering like stuff in the background yeah. that's like you know it's kind of one of those movies to like you'd have to watch it several times just yep. to catch everything that's yeah happening. and it's it's also not one of those movies that pauses for the audience oh, no, it no. just keeps going yeah so like you're laughing at a gag and you're like i know they're still talking but mm-hmm. i you know yeah whatever. anyway that's i'm saying that's another little thing that i wanted to point out that i yep. loved like because as soon as they say that it's like oh yeah john reese davies does kind of look like Pavarotti. <laughs> yeah um, um so in the background and this is when like jeff goldblum's whole reason for this movie mm-hmm. being in this movie just kind of falls apart is that so he's obviously getting slicker and slicker as the movie goes on just like getting better dressed and better appearance because he was just like wearing sweatshirts and sloppy hair and everything so he's he's confronted by john lovitz at one point after one of the press conferences john lovitz is like peeking behind a thing calling him over and he's like hey uh you should take over. The Sultan's done. Like no yeah. one likes him anymore. Yeah, no one in his entourage actually really like. And this just becomes Jeff Goldblum now decides he will take over, mm-hmm. and that's kind well, of the, the rest of his I, plot. I, I think the real reason is like they finally have the way in, and this is where you get the Damon Wayans like joke is like he, yeah. you know Peter Berg steps up and it's like two o two, and he's like woo yeah now and like by the way like all the ladies love him now like they they have just like oh white people have shown up yeah. in droves to just be but, like hooray a white guy but also I mean especially they've been oh, playing yeah. up like the ladies aspect of like yes. all the ladies are like oh my god we love you um, it's Irish Terry Conklin yeah. he's great but like Damon Wayans <laughs> comes out and like finally like strips off his robe and they've just like given him like a prosthetic gut yeah like just like an extra 30 pounds or something yep. like that it's not it doesn't look very good either no. <laughs> but it serves its purpose but the, it gets lots of lots of good jokes where like someone calls him like a shriveled up milk dud at one point in time. yeah <laughs> like it's just like, or milk dud that's been left in the sun or something like that it's just like they've mm-hmm. just like it's the, they just have a constant round of of fat jokes with him and yeah yeah so the but, re- the reveal of that the reveal of his gut is the thing that's in all the trailers mm-hmm. that that was the one thing I remembered and but the reason I remembered it was because now this will be a foreign concept to you because you don't uh, acknowledge the existence of World Championship Wrestling but I'm it, sorry what's that I, I know so there's this professional wrestling league that used to exist called WCW but anyway mm-hmm. they had this storyline for a year where uh, Sting was dressing up like the Crow and stalking Hulk Hogan. And for a year, it was just like, I want a title Why fight. Why was Gordon Summers wrestling? <laughs> okay, I'll allow you that, but no more. Right. Um, so <laughs> so the 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 entire time, like Sting is just like hanging out in the rafters, challenging Hulk Hogan to a fight. And then after they build this for a fucking year mm-hmm. and they finally do it. And so and Sting's like wearing overcoats and shit the whole time. I joked to all my friends at the time. I was like, this would be the greatest thing if he takes off the overcoat and he's just fucking overweight like Damon Wayans in the great high dive. And everyone would just be like, oh, God, no. What's what's about to happen? They didn't do that, of course. But mm. it was very funny to me to I, I see. put those two things together. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Damon Wayans is super out of shape. And this leads everyone to say. Yeah. I think this is when Jeff Goldblum's finally like, oh, yeah, this other guy actually has a chance because he's kind of been whispering. And it's like, what if like he actually wins? And he's like, yeah. you know, Samuel Jackson's like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like he, we're literally propping him up so he can get knocked down. But he goes to like the the training mm-hmm. area and he's just like, how about if I sign you mm-hmm. and you'll be champion of the world? And John Reese Davis is the whole time is still like, that, pff, no, guy, that's never going to happen. But he's buying into his own dumb hype that he's been responsible for generating. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, the other guy's fat. You're going to win. So I'm going to take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it really comes down to like the actual fight happens. And it's a 
It's a spectacle. It sure uh, is a spectacle. Um, because, yeah, all right, so Peter Berg, obviously, as the challenger, comes out first, and mm-hmm. he's got a whole stupid Irish entourage. He's now, Well, at he's, first, you start hearing well, the song Danny Boy being sung, and then <laughs> from underneath the stage comes fucking Brian Sessor, mm-hmm. and it's just... Okay, we're going all out here. So yeah, he comes out with you know two little people throwing lucky charms at the audience. Oh yeah, I mean, well, the Brian Setzer Danny Boy also becomes, of course, a you know rockabilly version of, of, course of Danny does. Boy. Of yeah. course it does, yeah. because that's all he can do. Sure. <laughs> um, but yes, he yes he has two little people dressed as leprechauns. He's wearing a kilt now. He's and you know Irish flags everywhere. Yeah. And there, so there was a, one of the press conferences. Uh, Jeff Goldblum had wheeled in a wheelbarrow of letters from fans oh, who were yes. all just like, "Hooray, Terry Conklin!" And he opens one up and reads it. And he's like, oh, this is from... Little- well, well, like, all the ladies are screaming. He's like, oh, hundreds of letters. It's probably from a lady. Let's open this up. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, this is from little Billy, who says, if you win, maybe I w- can walk again because well, yeah, I'm in like, a wheelchair. He's, yeah, he's like, I'm in a wheelchair. And it's like, you know, like, you've you've taught me, like, you, it, your winning would teach me that anything is possible, including me walking again. <laughs> right. Like that. And the camera also cuts to him reading the letter, and it's just a blank piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. But... So, when it comes to the fight, there's actually a wheelchair kid with an Irish flag in the audience yep. that they've apparently <laughs> found to, to take this role. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. But so, yeah, he comes out and Brian sets it up and, you know, enters the ring and, you know, and it's like, you think that the, 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 the kilt is just going to be like his ring entrance attire. No, he no, wears no, it. He wears it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a whole, this is where you get the, like, you know, go and kick his black ass. And he's like, I'm going to go kick that human ass. <laughs> but, and they have him wear white boxing gloves. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> Do not accept your racism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like mid fight, though. He's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm not listening to racism, but I'm still going to go win. Yeah. Because John Reese Davies is saying things like, he wants to kill your mother and also, your sister. <laughs> also, I love the fact that, like, he's also tossing, you know, he's like, ah, you wouldn't understand because you're just a dirt digging, you know, Irishman. He's like, I'm not Irish for the last fucking time. Like, you know, like you're you're in on this, you know I'm not Irish, but like John Reese Davies is still just throwing Irish slings at him. It's it's great. Also, at some point, someone says John Reese Davies is racist, and he's like, "How can you say I'm racist? Yeah, I'm, I'm English. I'm English, <laughs> the sweetest species on the planet." Oh, what? I think I think he says like the superior species. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, and uh, uh, he's being made to wait. Like Damon Wayans is uh, psyching himself up by watching Dolomite. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like that's his thing. He watches Dolomite, and then that's how he gets out. Yeah. Um, not the first time a Bamcast movie has been in a Bamcast movie, but it's a rare opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, his his trainer eventually turns it off, and Damon Wayans is like, "All right, now I'm mad." Yeah. So he comes out. He's obviously overweight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. He's got Method Man singing for him yes well first you hear the method band song <laughs> you know, bring the pain and it's like oh and then like all of a sudden he just kind of appears it's like oh they actually yeah okay so he actually did get method man yeah um he's clearly just lip syncing it because like <laughs> it's, it's like the actual album track but whatever i like so there's a gag where he's walking out and walking through the crowd and one of his one of his posse just kind of touches Damon Wayans on the back, and Damon Wayans turns around to fight like one of the one of the leprechauns who's mm-hmm. standing there. Hey, like, oh, he just knocks the hat off of him, yeah. punches the hat off. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he gets in the ring, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he is so fat. This mm-hmm. is terrible." And then you know the fight starts, and uh, you know Peter Berg gets a couple shots in, and you're like, "Oh, they're actually going to do this, huh?" But then Damon Wayans just fucking murders him. Yeah, fight. I mean. <laughs> 
obviously in the movie it takes a lot longer yeah. but like when the commentator's like the fight's over in 27 seconds yeah and chai mcbride who's also in this fight stands up and he's like what is this microwave boxing bullshit yeah <laughs> and everyone's like fuck this and everyone leaves and the, the funniest thing to me is the kid in the wheelchair drops his irish flag and then appears to die. <laughs> yeah, oh, like full mouth agape, just like just mouth agape, head to chin to chest, dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> other things that I want to point out, like you know, Peter Berg's been on TV. Like it, it there's he gives one interview where he's got a guitar, mm. and and it's just like they're they're you know they're confronting him about like he's like I'm against like you know sexism and racism and religiousism all <laughs> like, the isms. all the isms and they're like what about the fact that you showed up on the cover of Playboy surrounded by all these bottles he's like I want to tell you two things I didn't like that and it's not me <laughs> it's like you don't know me yeah. but like so and, and he's just talking about like uh, donating all his money now the great thing about this is like Damon Wayans obviously he's been shown to like you know live this life of excess like they keep talking about how many like uh, not Bentley's uh, what's the other one Rolls Royce Rolls Royce he has or whatever yeah. and like you know obviously he's like surrounded in gold and all this like stuff around him mm-hmm. but like there's this one interview where they like he looks like he's being interviewed in a trailer like he it does, looks like yeah. it's like an RV or yeah. something like that just and then like they're like your opponent obviously has been very outspoken about you know giving all his money to the homeless is like what about you and he's like hey don't anybody ask about what i do with my money is my own thing it's like yeah but we've we've dug up the evidence that you've been donating to all these charities like aids charities he's just like i told you not to ask me i will punch you you know the, this the interview's next, over yeah the next charity would be like the removal of my foot from your ass <laughs> like this interview's over it's like it's it's just kind of great because they're like showing like he's doing good things yeah. but he just doesn't like to talk about it like right. he's not flamboyant but he's just like kind of an asshole about it yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, because it seemed like they were getting him for not donating to donating to charity, and he's like, "Well, uh, my money, my business." Like, yeah, but we found out you donate to charity. He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> it's just there's there's so much going on in yeah. this movie. Like, it's kind of great that like just his appearance is this like you know brash like you know blowhard guy who's like an asshole. But it's mm-hmm. like no, actually, probably he's not. Probably the better guy. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Peter Berg's just actually kind of an outward asshole. <laughs> it's yeah. like a dumbass. Yeah, he's from Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the fight's over, and everyone's like, well, that fucking sucks. And uh, Damon Wayans is giving his post, like, you know, fight interview. And oh, then, well, like, even before the, just before the fight started, Jeff Goldblum did the reveal of, like, oh, oh yeah. well, this, the, Sul- the Sultan Empire is over. Is like, What do you mean? It's like, oh, well, I'm going to manage him when he kicks your guy's ass. He's like, yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah. And also, before the fight, when uh, Sam Jackson walked into the arena, uh, there's a guy standing over by him. Oh, yeah. Dressed like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he just flat out makes a Pulp Fiction. Yeah, reference. he goes, "Hey, hey, Vincent, hey Vincent where's, where's Jules? Jules?" And it's like, "Huh? <laughs> All right, you're Jules, also." <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. It's, it's a weird one, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this it's it's at this point where uh, uh, Jamie Fox and his guy jump into the ring, and they're like, "You've been ducking me. Stop this. We were supposed to be the next fight." And then they start fighting, mm-hmm. and the the commentators like, "Oh, look, <laughs> another fight! <laughs> Let's watch this." And Samuel Jackson, like they they knock down Damon Wayans, and then Samuel Jackson gets. Well, in Jamie the- Fox produced like a giant gun, and oh, some right. yeah, Damon Wayans like like put you know punched the gun up to fire into the ceiling and, and knocked out Jamie Fox. Yeah, crimes are being televised on HBO yeah. <laughs> as this fight is going on. Well, this is not the first time they've pulled guns because they also came to Samuel Jackson's place with guns, and yeah. then like all of his security came out with laser. Um, you know, laser uh, sight yeah. guns, and I'll have him on his pointed at his crotch at one point, and, and, and he just keeps dancing around like, oh, oh no, 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 like, 
<laughs> he's like, we got guns. And then Samuel Jackson's like, yeah, we got also guns. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you got, got guns with laser lasers. Things. And I, I, I didn't think this through. And yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when they all aim at his crotch. And he's like, oh, hey, yeah. uh, no, we're good. <laughs> I just love the way he's dancing around like it's burning his crotch. Yeah, with the lasers, like, oh, ow. Yeah, hey, you know. But yeah, so anyway, yes. Sam Jackson basically gets in the ring. He's like, "Whoa, don't give this away for free." Yeah, well, they, yeah, the the contender guy Shabazz, whatever, like knocks Damon Wayans out. He's like, yeah. "Oh, you just seen a preview of the soon to be fight? You know, mm-hmm. it's coming soon." You know. Yep. You just get it. And obviously, there was like talk of like this is the biggest gate ever we've ever had. Right. And we made a shitload of money. And yep. Yeah. Can't get your money back after a boxing fight. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And so yeah. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, too. I mean, I mean, and that's okay. So you know, like Jeff Goldblum goes over to. uh to Peter Berg, and he's just like, yeah, kid, just, just... Talk, say rematch. He's like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go be a rock star in Cleveland. He's like, you know, you know, rock stars need managers. Yeah. And, oh, well, you're woozy. I'll talk yeah, to you we'll later. we'll talk to you later. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. kind of the resolution of that. Um, we do see him, like, sadly walking back to the locker room with his, his leprechauns. Yeah. But that's kind of like it's almost... It's a mid-credit thing. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. And then at the end, there's a house party and everyone dances. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> This is how we do it. Yeah. It's not that song. No, but yeah, movie's over. Uh, yeah. We maybe talked about 5% of the jokes. Oh, that are in this I, movie. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing because they, they just come fast. Like, yeah. There's so many of them. Yeah. So I think maybe my thing when I saw this originally was like, that's not a well-told story. Boo. Sure. And now I'm like, I don't care. That movie's funny as shit. So I'm going to give it four jocks. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I, it's really great. It's a lot of fun. It, the, the it's okay. The problem with this movie is that I think it also wants to say something, mm-hmm. and that gets lost in the other two, like the the layer of jokes and the attempt to tell a sports story, gets in the way of the movie actually trying to make a comment about racism. That sure. just seems like a on the surface thing. It never gets its time, basically. But this is a ninety minute comedy. Mm-hmm. You just don't have time for it, and you have to have the climactic boxing match at the end. So. Yeah, it, it it tries to bite off too much, basically, sure. is, is what I think I'm I'm saying. Um, but the jokes are really good. If, if you have not seen this or if you haven't seen it since it came out, it is worth revisiting. Yeah, uh, the jokes are good <laughs> and the performances are great. like everyone in this is, is real good. Mm-hmm. John Lovett's surprisingly stealing oh, yeah. every fucking scene he's in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I'm shocked by this movie. Like I, when this got picked, I was like, Oh, that thing. And like, I didn't, I, you know, again, I didn't do any research. I was just like, I vaguely remember that being a thing. And I, mm-hmm. and I think it's just sort of like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get like too personal on a backstory type thing, but it was like, I was, it was coming out just as at, at an age where I was seriously like divorcing myself from like parts of my awful family. Uh-huh. And like the idea, like I was just, I was kind of like, uh, self-awareness had kind of kicked in and I was just like yeah you know racist like I mean obviously I was not personally in my immediate family raised in any sort of around any sort of racism but like I have extended family that mm-hmm. is pretty bad about it yeah and so like I, I was just like you know what this was like 96 yeah. I mean I was just graduating high school it was like no like I I've made an official stand fuck the members of my family and their racist asses you know like I just kind of like become aware enough and it's like things like this despite the fact that it's it's kind of flipping the script you know just just on the surface i was like i i don't like that it sounds like it's 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 going to be bad racist humor mm-hmm. you know even though it's 
kind of not. It's kind of completely the opposite of that. I'm saying all that to say, like, I I didn't, I was not aware of it. I was very dismissive of this movie. He was not aware of it. I didn't know anything about it. So coming in and watching it now, it was very interesting and refreshing. Yeah. Um, I, I also, too, kind of loved it. I think I'm also going to give it four jocks. I, right. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking three, but, like, the ice cream thing, having not been spoiled via trailers just made me laugh so hard it's like, still a great game it's just <laughs> visually beautifully shot and there there's a lot of things like i i've i know i just said all that about like how i kind of dismiss like movies that have just like haha racial tension right in the title or and it's like i didn't want to watch like white chicks or you know there's right. lots of reasons why i didn't want to watch that <clears throat> sure. but I'm saying, like, understandable there's, there's a lot of things where it's like oh this is your basic premise like nah right. I, I, that's i don't want to watch that yeah but I say saying that like I've seen white men can't jump more times than I can possibly count, and mm-hmm. I know that movie kind of by heart. This has a lot of that in it, obviously with the same writer. It's it's like you take something like White Men Can't Jump, which I I will admit like story wise is kind of a broken movie. It just kind of has a weird right. ebb and flow where it's like ah we're friends oh we turn on each other ah there's you know like there's a lot of back and forth where that movie's. As a, as a storytelling medium is kind of broken it's just like the dialogue and stuff mm-hmm. in that movie is so funny to me but it's like that it's it's part that with the the fast and furious joke nature of something like fear of a black hat yes with that like kind of faux document like there is just like so much happening in the background all the time so you know jokes are coming so fast that it's like it's kind of like if you took those two movies i feel like this is that and that's a high compliment because yeah you know I, I yeah I kind of really love this movie and will probably watch it again at some point yeah um I, I think the weirdest thing about it is so like this I, I don't know for sure but this scene if I recall correctly this is the first like Samuel Jackson got top billing oh, okay. like he is now a star thing sure. that I can recall but his character is so like the movie as the movie starts like that those first 20 minutes mm-hmm. you're like this is going to be about this dude and his crazy empire and how he, and the movie kind of mushrooms out of that into just everything else takes over. Mm -hmm. You're not really given any kind of insight or any kind of behind the scenes information into that guy. And as a result, Samuel Jackson, as outrageous as he's being almost comes across as a straight man in this. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't have jokes. Well, I think I think it's just because like he doesn't have any deeper layers. It's like what you see is what you get. Other True. than like you know the public is buying into his his fake persona versus like we're very quickly shown. Like no, it's like I said. I think it's it's because it's so easy for us to just go like ah yeah Don King like yeah he you know yeah you don't he's, need he's smiling on camera and being nice, but like you know he's awful yeah you know like so like that's all you really need, and that's all the extent of his character is just like oh yep. Yeah, it's deceitful, you know, money loving, you know, liar, basically. I, I just it's it's a slight disappointment that his character is just this surface entity sure. of just the the thing that is making other things happen, which is fine. And I think I, I Samuel Jackson is great in this. Don't get me wrong. It's just I don't know. I, I feel I would watch another movie about this dude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, play. Uh, yeah. A great white hype sequel. Let's make it. Oh, man, that would be. That would be like grudge match. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> oh, okay. But I mean, there's, I, I, I would say this like just because like, you know, you have, especially in this era, you have Samuel L. Jackson, you have Corbin Burnson, you have like Cheech Marin, who are all were like kind of an old guard of comedy or yeah. released of like 
well-knownness and it's like they're dependable all dependable secondary characters right. in most things and they're all like at first you're like hey all these people are in it and it's like no how about we like focus on these like up-and-coming people yeah i feel like that's kind of like it's kind of a bait and switch a little bit in, in a good way like yeah. it's like you know the damon wayne's had been uh over we haven't been oversaturated by him yet you know Not yet and, yeah and i'm saying there. i'm saying like you know it was like it's like no like let's focus on the, the secondary thing like the, the the movie very quickly pivots and goes like now nah, what about these people mm-hmm. yeah jeff goldblum is probably the guy who for a while it's like well he's a well-known guy and we're going to still kind of have him as in a main part of the story yeah but yeah it's like samuel jackson kind of yeah takes back takes back seat for most of the like second act of this movie really He's just kind of around, and it's like, yeah, well, he's a known quantity. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, his, I mean, I can't undersell like his like weird, you know, Arabian style house and and bath, like Turkish bath that he has. Like it's like he has salt and swords. And yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, he's got a, yeah, he's got a scimitar at his office that he brandishes at one point. But like mm-hmm. he's got like a sliding door, you know, with like a um, a, what's it called, a minaret, you know, style design on the yeah. door. I think, and then like just like smoke pots mm-hmm. around his like. He's just bath, yeah. you know, bathtub, hot tub thing. His it's, assistants are kind of addressed. Yeah, it, as... I'm just saying, it's 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 crazy. Like yeah. you know, this this lavish. That's what I mean. Like I kind of wanted more insight into that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there's just too much in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's a it's a chock full movie, and I will probably yeah. watch it again. Sometime. Yeah. It's 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 good, and you should watch it. Yeah. And thank you for picking it for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, um, I'm really happy. It's that, and not something like. Celtic pride again another thing I've never seen but I've just like something about that movie was just like always like nope absolutely zero desire to watch ever watch that movie yeah sorry it's probably going to come up again it will yeah yeah <laughs> we probably own it is what you're telling me maybe yeah might have come, might have come in a box one day uh yeah but anyway thank you guys for for picking this one it was a lot of fun and uh now you should go check that out uh we rented it on Amazon it's out there you can you can watch it mm-hmm. so um yeah so thanks and you voted on it at patreon.com slash bmfcast where if you're a member you get to vote and that's how you get to decide how this show goes yeah so well said yeah thanks um yeah just each week there's a poll you pick a movie and then the winner is what we watch we're we're the dancing monkey we what you just throw a nickel at us and Mm -hmm. someone pokes us with a stick and then (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're off and running that's Um, us yeah so thank you guys uh we will be back next week with another one of these probably yeah most likely yeah so uh until then i'm chuck i'm harlow and this is bamcast extra out